and thank you for joining me once again. If you've got a Bible and it's handy and uh, you're ready to continue with our read through the uh, Bible plan, uh, we're in 1 Chronicles 17. Today we're going to be looking at uh, chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20. Four more chapters. Again, 1 Chronicles chapter 17. First we'll do a, a bit of an overview and then we're going to come back uh, to look at uh, uh, 1 Chronicles 17, verses 1 through 15. And so in chapter 17, uh, we see, uh, uh, again, the, uh, the writer of the book of Chronicles, uh, his account of this covenant that God makes with David and his descendants. And so we're going to come back and take a look at that uh, because, again, it, it is key uh, to God's activity uh, in redemption as to how God is going to ultimately enter the realm and to save uh, people from their sins. And we see in, uh, at the conclusion of this uh, restatement of the covenant, uh, the, the uh, response of David in prayer, his, his thankfulness, and then we see a display of God's faithfulness as David continues uh, his success uh, in fighting uh, the battles uh, uh, leading the, the nation of, of Israel. Uh, we see at the conclusion of chapter 18 something of uh, a record of how David uh, administrates the, the state, and, and evidently uh, David uh, was rather skillful in doing these things. Uh, uh, we also find this uh, record in chapter 19 of how the Ammonites will ultimately disgrace uh, some of the military of David, uh, thinking that they have come to spy and they do this shameful thing uh, to them. And so David uh, musters the army in battle and comes and defeats uh, the Ammonite army for this great offense uh, against them. And then uh, uh, chapter 20 tells us of uh, further advances uh, of the, the Israelite military as they advance into Philistine ter territory, uh, strike down uh, these uh, 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 giants that are part of the family of uh, Goliath. Again, a, a sign. Of, of God's blessing uh, on the nation as they uh, fight these battles and they uh, achieve success because of God's uh, presence and the fulfillment of His promise to them. Well, let's go back to chapter 17 and we see again uh, this uh, thing we sometimes refer to as the Davidic covenant. Uh, it is again the display of God's faithfulness, God's love, God's sovereign choice. Of, of David, uh, that he would uh, be the head of a, a royal line uh, that would extend down through the centuries and uh, find its uh, ultimate uh, fulfillment uh, in the, the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the, the ultimate son of David, the ultimate king of Israel. And so let's read beginning in verse 1. Now when David lived in his house, David said to Nathan the prophet, Behold, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under a tent. And Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to David. Go, uh, go, came to Nathan, Go to and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, It is not you who will build me a house to dwell in, for I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up Israel to this day. But I have gone from tent to tent and from dwelling to dwelling in all the places uh, where I have moved with all Israel. Did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? 
Now, therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from, the, from following the sheep to be prince over my people. And I have been with you wherever you have gone and have cut off all of your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a name like the name of the great ones of the earth. I, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall, wa shall waste them no more as formerly. From the time that I appointed judges over my people uh, Israel, and I will subdue all of your enemies. Moreover, I declare to you that the Lord will build you a house. When you, your days are fulfilled to walk with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. I will not take my steadfast love from him, from him as I took it from him who was before you. But I will confirm him in my house and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. So David has this great desire uh, that God be appropriately honored by building a permanent uh, temple uh, in honor of his name, place for for the uh, Ark of the Covenant uh, to reside, and uh, kind of his chief uh, prophet, Nathan, says, hey, it's a great idea, you should go ahead. And then uh, Nathan later discovers that David is not the one to build this house, and he must go back and offer the corrective. And I would say that uh, on a number of occasions, uh, Nathan pursuit, uh, uh, proves himself to be uh, bold and, and faithful in, in speaking uh, to uh, the king. And so, uh, uh, God says, David, you're not going to be the one, but there's going to be this great reversal. You have desired to build a house, but I'm going to be the one to build a house. I'm going to build a house for you. Again, uh, he is taking the, the literal uh, occasion of the desire to build a temple or a house uh, to say to David, I'm going to establish uh, the royal line, the house of David, and it's going to be established forever. Uh, you're going to have a descendant, and he's going to sit on the throne, and we know that would be uh, Solomon. And uh, Solomon's going to sin, and uh, he's going to put into motion uh, certain uh, things within the kingdom, certain sinful practices that's going to pr prove uh, to be disastrous for the kingdom. But even though men sinfully act and rebel against God, it is not going to negate the faithful promise of, of God, that this is a, an unconditional covenant that God is ultimately going to raise up a descendant who shall rule over the people of God, and he shall do it forever. And that is ultimately fulfilled in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who is the legitimate heir to the throne, as the New Testament picks up on. Uh, he is uh, the rightful heir uh, to this throne of David. And uh, he comes, and he is rejected uh, by the nation, uh, but he suffers and dies to uh, enact a new covenant uh, by which uh, he does establish a new covenant kingdom uh, in which uh, that kingdom is established, it is firm, it is present, it's here, it's now, and uh, it's ruled over uh, by this promised king, uh, the descendant of David, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this uh, certainly is a, a promise, a covenant 
that anticipates uh, God faithfully fulfilling his terms, uh, that being done in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the king, who comes, establishes the kingdom, who saves the kingdom through his work on the cross, and he rules the kingdom perfectly, unlike all of these kings that we're going to look at. If nothing else, all of these human kings uh, remind us by way of their deficiencies of the need for a perfect king who is our Lord Jesus Christ. And so God is faithful uh, to fulfill this covenant as he is faithful in all things. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you uh, once again tomorrow.